Welcome to the Eat Like a Mother podcast, where we take complicated topics surrounding hormones and metabolism and make them simple and applicable to your daily life as a woman. I'm your host, Casty Wellfell. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered to start taking radical responsibility for your health and lean into this body God created for you. Are you ready to eat like a mother? One of the things I love most about my job is helping women get pregnant. I love, I get so much joy from seeing women conceive after maybe being told it's not in the cards for you to have a family or have a family naturally. It brings me so much joy every single time I hear stories of women getting pregnant from my recommendations or when I see my one-on-one clients get pregnant from the work that we're doing. It is so incredibly fulfilling. Now, while that is one of my very favorite things to do in my work, the other side of that is I absolutely love getting to teach women how to better understand their body. I love getting to teach women the mechanisms by which their body operates. I love getting to teach them how to understand how their body is functioning from home because the truth of the matter is there are so many tools that we have access to at home that give us an excellent idea of what's going on with our body. And so what we're going to be talking about today is your temperature. This, y'all, I am absolutely obsessed with. Once I started to really dive into the intricacies and the ins and outs of temperature, my mind was freaking blown. I could not believe that I had such a powerful tool sitting in the drawer of my kitchen, you know, the junk drawer that nobody goes to that everything just kind of gets thrown into. Yeah, I could not believe that I had a thermometer sitting in there that could give me so much information about my hormones, about my thyroid, about my fertility. And I feel like if you're listening to this, you might feel the same way as well. Most women who are trying to conceive, trying to balance their hormones, whatever, are probably familiar with tracking their temperature for ovulation. We're told to check our temperature in the morning, get our basal metabolic temp before we get out of bed, to watch for a rise in temperature, to, of course, confirm ovulation. Now, while this is true, and this is a great tool for confirming ovulation, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, I feel like a lot of women don't understand that you can actually assess the state of your thyroid through your temperature and by taking your temperature at a couple of different points during the day. So yes, the morning temp is an excellent indicator of what's going on with your thyroid. It's an excellent indicator to help confirm ovulation, but there are also other ways that we can use our temperature throughout the day to get a better understanding of how our body is operating. And so I want to talk a little bit about how that is and what those things are to help you hopefully start to take this tool because I mean, seriously, it is one of the simplest, most affordable tools that you can use to start learning to understand your body. If there's one thing that you can take away from me is I want you to know your body. I tell every single one of my one-on-one clients, If I can't give you the tools that you need to walk into not just pregnancy, not just postpartum, but well into your grandparenthood with youthful vitality, then I'm doing you a disservice. I want y'all to know how to read your body and how to build a foundation of nourishment based on your body and how your body responds. And with that, temperature is an excellent tool. 
Most people know that taking your temperature in the morning gives you an idea of what your basal metabolic temp is, but let's talk a little bit about why that is. Very, very simply, the thyroid hormones work on every single cell of the body. Now, because your thyroid hormones job is to deliver glucose and oxygen into the cell to produce energy or ATP, this mechanism by nature is thermogenic meaning heat inducing. The very mechanism of your thyroid hormone moving glucose and oxygen into the cell produces heat. So it stands to reason then that by measuring the amount of heat in the body, we can assess how well or how poorly our thyroid may be functioning. Now, this of course is not really an exact science and there are a lot of people that debate this. I am going to go with the numbers and I'm going to give you some numbers, some some data. I'm going to go with the numbers that I have found to be the most accurate in my research. But as you'll hear me say all the time, I never want my platform to be the only place that you get information. Go and do the research for yourself. I recommend the work of Dr. Ray Pete, Dr. Broda Barnes. Dr. Broda Barnes really did do so much in the realm of temperature and pulse when it comes to assessing your thyroid function. Look at their works, research what you can and decide for yourself, but I'm going to go with what I found through my research. Now, what can your temperature tell you? Because your thyroid's job is to move glucose and oxygen into the cell, if your thyroid is functioning suboptimally, then that means you're going to get a lower heat output. And I think this is really important because a lot of people have this idea that temperature is something that's different for everybody. And while that is true, I think people and specifically people in the health world will say, oh, you know, everybody's temperatures are different. You know, it's okay if yours are a little bit lower. And I, I want to tell you right now, your low temperature, well, yeah, it's okay. There's nothing morally wrong with your temperature being lower. If you have a lower temperature than what we're going to discuss, this is your body telling you that something is off. The reason why I love temperature and the reason why I love giving you this tool is because this is a set standard. It does not change. If your temperature is not meeting these marks, then that's your body crying for you to nourish it. That is your body crying for help because in the presence of stress hormones, your thyroid hormones are going to be depleted, are going to lessen, and thus your heat output is going to lower. This mechanism does not lie. This is why this data can be so much more beneficial than say anything that you read on the internet about health and wellness because temps don't lie. Now, how do you take your temperature? And if you're familiar with different fertility awareness methods or things like that, most people know that you take your temperature in the morning to get your basal metabolic temp. So your basal metabolic temp is driven by your basal metabolic rate, which is simply the rate of energy production in your body after a time of rest. So the reason why you take it in the morning is because you've just been sleeping for however many hours your body is rested. And so we want to get an idea of how efficiently your body is utilizing the fueled stores that you're giving it while you are at rest. That's a really good indicator of metabolic health. So your temperature, when you're getting your basal metabolic temp or your BMT, this should be taken every morning, preferably at the same time to get the best data, the most accurate data, but you can take it sublingually. You know, you can get a 12 to $15 basal metabolic temp or basal metabolic thermometer off of Amazon. I'll link my favorite below. It's it's so simple. 
legitimately one of the most cost-effective tools to get so much information about your thyroid. So take your temp in the morning. I recommend putting the thermometer under your tongue in your mouth for a few minutes before turning it on to get the most accurate reading. This needs to be done before your feet even hit the floor because movement itself can heat up the body and give you inaccurate data. Now, a healthy basal metabolic temp for a woman should be no less than 97.6 during your menstrual and follicular phase and no less than 98.4 during your ovulation and luteal phase. This is important, y'all, because remember, anything less than this can be indicative of a low-functioning thyroid. Now, I'm going to answer a question that a lot of my clients have had, a lot of people that I've spoken with social media have had. What if my temps are actually really high, but they're not changing? So I'm going to give you a tool that is going to help you really start to learn and decipher your basal metabolic temp. If you are not really sure if your temps are actually good, say you're having a higher temp, but you still have these other symptoms of a low functioning thyroid, a really great litmus test as to whether or not your temperatures are artificially high or actually high because your thyroid is functioning well is taking your temperature after breakfast. When you take your temperature after breakfast and it lowers, this is a sign that your basal metabolic temp was actually high artificially due to stress hormones because salt and sugar are anti-stress. When we lower those stress hormones and we subsequently see a lower temperature output, then that's a sign that your basal metabolic temp was not actually accurate. So taking your temp after breakfast can give you a really great indication of how your thyroid truly is operating. If you have high temps in the morning and then you take your temps after breakfast and they increase, this is a good sign that your thyroid is happy. If you take your temps in the morning and then after breakfast as well and your temperature decreases, then this is a sign that your thyroid needs a little bit of love, whether it's through your nourishment, through your mineral intake, maybe different stressors in your life, maybe you need more sleep. Take this as your sign to get curious as to what might be causing either an artificially high temp or what might be causing your temperatures to lower. Your temperature is telling you how your body is responding to and handling stress. We know that stress hormones are anti-thyroid as stress increases, thyroid hormone decreases, and all other non-essential bodily functions slow down. That includes temperature. Using your temperature to evaluate the different stressors in your life is an incredible tool. You're going to hear me say this a million times on this podcast because I cannot stress enough how powerful this simple and affordable tool is to completely overhauling your health, your wellness, your metabolism, your fertility. So we know that if our temps are maybe high in the morning and they go down after a meal, then that means that we know our temperature was high due to stress hormones. Now, what if our temperature is pretty consistently high and most days it raises after a meal and things are good and strong, but then one day you wake up, your temperature is regular, you know, like it normally is when you track, but then it goes down after a certain meal that you eat. So a good metabolically supportive meal will raise your temperature. And this is where this tool can also become so incredibly valuable to you because there's so much noise in the health and wellness space as to eat this, don't eat that, do this workout, don't do this workout, follow this trend, follow this fad. 
when you can learn to understand how your body is responding to something, you've just unlocked your health and wellness for the rest of your life. If you want to try something, try it. That's great. If you want to try some of the different diets that you see online, okay, give it a try. But watch your temperature. This is going to be my encouragement slash warning to you. Watch your temperature. If your temperature goes down due to a meal, then that's an indicator that that meal was not metabolically supportive for you. So some questions that you can ask yourself, if you take your temperature after a meal and it lowers, you can ask yourself, okay, am I getting enough protein, carbs, and fats at this meal? Start with your macros. If you know you're getting you know, minimum 30 grams of protein at the meal, you've got a good amount of carbs, you've got a good amount of fats, then the next question that you should ask is, okay, what are my minerals like? Do I have a good mineral makeup on this plate? If you know you've got good protein, carbs, and fats, you know you've got a good mineral makeup, then what you can infer from this is that meal might not be metabolically supportive for you at this moment, okay? And this is really important because what might not be metabolically supportive for you right now might be in the future. So always try things out, continue growing. A really great example of this is there was a season where when I was first starting to heal my thyroid, heal my hormones, my loaded oats in the morning, I would do this really awesome, obviously properly prepared oats with gelatin and egg yolks and butter and cinnamon and all that's good and tasty, okay? It was dense oats. And this was really great for my thyroid. I would get a really strong heat output after eating this meal and it was awesome. But then I moved into a different season of life and that meal no longer served me the way it did in the season prior. And so whenever I would eat the same thing that had before given me a high temperature output, now this meal was no longer giving me the metabolic support that it had once given in the prior season. So be aware of that. You know, if you're starting to feel off, listen to your gut, take your temperature. And if your temperature lowers, this is a sign that something needs to be adjusted. So get curious. Another way that we can use temperature to understand how our body is functioning is utilizing it after a certain exercise. And this again goes back to, you're going to hear everything in the health and wellness world. Do these kind of exercises, do those kind of exercises. Don't do this. Don't do that. There's a lot of do's and don'ts, black and whites in the health and wellness world when really you need to find what is working for your specific physiology because your body is going to differ from the next person. So what might work really great for me might not work really great for you. When it comes to exercise, and you're going to find a trend when it comes to your temperature, but when it comes to exercise, a good metabolically supportive exercise should raise your temperature. <laughs> Go figure, okay? We want to see a high heat output. That means we're getting a high energy output. That means our thyroid is doing its job of moving glucose and oxygen into the cells efficiently for a strong energy output. Now, if you do an exercise and your temperature lowers, this could mean a couple of things. And when I talk about exercise, I like to pair it with pulse as well. When you do temperature and pulse with exercise, this can give you a really good idea of what your body is doing, how it's responding to that exercise. How to assess what you might need in terms of a workout is, yes, a good metabolically supportive workout should raise your temperature, so produce more heat in the body. 
But when you take your temperature post-workout, take it 20 to 30 minutes after you, after you work out, a healthy individual should see a pulse or should have a pulse between 75 and 85 beats per minute, especially in warmer climates. Now, if you work out and after you work out, you take your temperature and you have a low temperature paired with a normal pulse post-workout, this indicates that there is some kind of mineral deficiency or nourishment gap that needs to be addressed. So that might mean you may need a bigger pre-workout meal or maybe you need a bigger post-workout meal. Take this as your cue to get curious as to what your body might need. So low temp with a normal pulse means nourishment gap, mineral deficiency, give your body the fuel it needs. Now, if you have a normal temperature with a high pulse post-workout, that means that the frequency or intensity of your exercise needs to change. So watch this. If you are curious as to how your body is responding to the kind of exercise you're giving it, take your temperature, check your pulse, and adjust accordingly, okay? Find what works best for your specific body. I don't know about y'all, but this to me gives me a lot of freedom because I was getting so overwhelmed trying to figure out what exercises were going to be the best, what food was going to be the best, what I did and didn't need to do. You know, I'm a, I'm a box checker. I love lists. I love having everything written out for me to do. But once I understood temperature, once I understood pulse, once I understood these essential biomarkers, then I was able to curate my life, curate what I bring into my home based on how my body is responding, based on my mineral needs, based on my nourishment needs. And I want the same for you. So I want you to take this tool and start learning how your body is responding to things. And then last thing I'm going to end on is temperature and ovulation. And this is something that I feel like a lot of women are led astray almost to believe because we're told that just an increase in temperature alone can confirm ovulation. And this just isn't the case. And I kind of have a personal vendetta with like tracking apps or some of those temperature devices. And, and you know, granted, I'll give a disclaimer. I've never tried the different temperature devices, so I can't say for certain. But maybe the devices aren't a problem at all. I think it's the apps that go with them that tell you, oh, your temperature increased, you ovulated. And let me tell you why I think this is leading women astray. Ovulation is the crux, the pinnacle, the climax of your cycle. Everything centers around ovulation. And understanding and being able to confirm ovulation is such an essential biomarker. It gives you so much insight into how your body is functioning. You can have regular periods, but not be ovulating. And this is something that a lot of women don't understand. It's called an anovulatory cycle. And it's essential to confirm ovulation because ovulation is a mechanism by which you make one of your most protective, important hormones, progesterone. Now, the problem that I see with the different temperature tracking apps and some of the devices is it will tell you, yeah, just a little increase or that slight drop and then spike around the time of ovulation confirms ovulation. This is doing you a disservice. You want to see an increase of temps 
above 98.4 degrees Fahrenheit and then stay risen until the start of your next period. This gives you an indication as to how strong your ovulation was. So we have that high temperature paired with that egg white-like cervical mucus and a cervix that shows soft, high, open, and wet. These can confirm ovulation. If, say, you're getting a temperature that raises, but it's not meeting that 98.4 mark, that might be an indicator that you're not getting a strong ovulation. And you, you'd be able to tell this based on how long or how short your luteal phase is, based on different symptoms during your period. But we really want to see that high temp with those other cervical markers to really be able to confirm not just ovulation, but a strong healthy ovulation. And so that's where I have the problem with some of those temperature tracking apps is it tells you, yeah, you might've ovulated, but it might've been really weak. You might've had a really weak ovulation. And I think this is where a lot of women get frustrated in their trying to conceive journey because these apps are telling them, yeah, you ovulated, your temperature raised, but it's not telling you that you might not have had a strong ovulation and that's why maybe you're struggling to conceive. If you don't have a strong ovulation, this is just your sign that your thyroid needs a little love, okay? We want to use these symptoms, we want to use these signs to get curious with what our body is doing. I say this all the time and I will say this until the day I die, but these symptoms are actually a really great sign. This is a good sign that your body is doing exactly what God designed it to do. And that is present a symptom when something is wrong. So instead of beating yourself up and getting frustrated that maybe your temps aren't super high or maybe you're not getting a strong ovulation, take a minute and thank your body for doing exactly what God designed her to do, which is protect your heart during times of stress, because that's what it's doing. Your adrenal glands will pump out those stress hormones to keep your vital organs functioning because it senses danger. We want to start bringing your body out of that danger state, out of where it's constantly perceiving danger so that it can deal with and be concerned with these secondary life functions like reproduction, like digestion, like energy output. I hope y'all found this podcast really helpful. I'm obviously really passionate about utilizing temperature because there is a little bit of nuance to it, but I, I truly believe that if you can understand this very simple tool, you will be set up in your wellness for the rest of your life. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, would you mind leaving us a rating or review? I love hearing from you. So be sure to shout us out on Instagram and tag me at Cassidy.Wellfell and we'll be sure to shout you right back out. Let's get this message to as many women as possible. Until next time, friend.